3: 995 Gold. That's 833 995 Gold. 833 995 G O L D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
4: Corporal Derek Allen Calhoun.
3: Sergeant Marvin Ray Calhoun Jr. Corporal Bobby Thomas Callahan. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this Veterans Day. You just heard Tunnel to Towers is reading the names of over 7,000 soldiers who lost their lives in the war on terror. They are doing that today at the Lincoln Memorial. And we're breaking down a lot of different stories that are taking place on Veterans Day, including the Kyle Rittenhouse story what's going on with inflation in this country, many more. But obviously, a big part of today's show has been discussing veteran and veteran affairs. And we bring in now Frank Siller, who is the founder of Tunnel to Towers. This is the 20th anniversary of the Tunnels to Towers Foundation, started by uh, by Frank Siller to honor his brother, Stephen Siller, who died on 9-11. By the end of the year, Tunnel to Towers will have delivered 450 homes to those in need who are veterans. And today, Frank, you're at the Lincoln Memorial reading all 7,070 names of those we've lost in the war on terror. What has the experience been like for you today at the Lincoln Memorial?
5: Well, it's very emotional, and it's most certainly gratifying to bring all these Gold Star families together, and to read these names of these great heroes, most Americans don't even realize there's been 7,070 men and women that have given their lives for our country since uh, the war on terror started in 2001. Um, and to read these names out loud here today, in this right at the Lincoln Memorial, uh, you know, right by the uh, the, you know, where every where everybody, we, all these memorials where there's such price has been paid for our freedom, and to stand there and read the names is nothing more important than to do that on a day like uh, today. Frank,
2: it's Buck. I, I just want to say thank you, and, and we all are so appreciative of, of what you do, first of all, with Pound the Towers day in and day out, but particularly today, uh, this honoring of those lost in the war on terror. Can you just bring us into the into the scene a little bit, who is there with you, and, and what are some of the things that you're going to be accomplishing today in D.C.?
5: Well, we we have uh, – uh, so just vision this. We're right on the, right on the stairs of the Lincoln Memorial. Behind our podiums is a – what looks like an American –
3: I I think think we're going to have to grab, yeah, we're going to have to grab Frank, get him a new, uh, get him a new signal there. Uh, Uh, let's call him back, guys, because obviously he's doing important work right now at the Lincoln Memorial and Buck kind of contextualizing what's going on. 7,070 names being read. Tunnel Towers does incredible work. Uh, but in particular on this day when we honor the sacrifices of so many people who have given us the opportunity to enjoy the freedoms that we have. I think it's just emblematic of the work that this foundation's done over 20 years and the people that they've honored. And
2: it's it's so important to keep it in people's minds such that they know that this is this is an obli- obligation, a sacred obligation on all of us to help those uh, their families and those who are, are, are wounded or, or were killed in action. in The war on terror, because, uh, Clay, you know, we don't really we're not fighting wars right now the way we were. We for a while. We knew people who were out there downrange. We knew people who were being injured or even killed in combat. This was a regularly occurring thing. And so I think it's easier right now for a lot of people to forget about the fact that those uh, obligations that we have to th- those who served continue on long after they're no longer downrange, long after we're no longer uh, in frontline combat roles, our soldiers, airmen, uh, Navy, Marines – no longer in those in those roles in Iraq, Afghanistan, other theaters of conflict. Frank, we're sorry, you you were telling us you were setting the scene and your phone cut out, but but bring us back to what you're doing here in d c today.
5: Yeah, so you like I was saying, just envision that uh, we're on the stairs of the Lincoln Memorial. Behind me is a what looks like an American flag, but it's made of all the dog tags of those who gave their life for our country since. The war on terrorists started, all 7,070. Draped on either side of them are American flags that were donated to us by the FDNY, all my buddies in New York. My, for your, your listeners who might not know, my brother was a New York City firefighter who died on 9-11. He ran through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel with 60 pounds of gears on his back, and that's how he got to ground zero. And while saving others, he gave up his life, and that's how we started the foundation. So we have these other American flags uh, but right by the re, uh, reflection pool, we have uh, illuminations of of all the uh, names uh, with a uh, with a candle in it of all 7,070 that wraps right around there. It's a, almost like a mile and a half long that wraps around there, and and we have gold star families, gold star families, the widows and children that are reading uh, these names. We have colonels and generals that are reading the names of the these great heroes that they lost in combat. We have catastrophically injured service members, many of which we built uh, specially adapted smart homes. We, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, you know, we build mortgage-free smart homes for these great heroes. They're reading their names. They might have just survived and barely survived because they lost two, three, four limbs, but they're there because the, the, the great hero to the left and the right of them didn't survive. They died on the battlefield. And they're reading their friends' names that are there. So it's very emotional, uh, to say the least. And it's so important that we're doing it. It's never been done. It's something that should have been done before. But but for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, we want to do things that uh, that really shined a big light on the sacrifices made on 9-11 and ever since. And uh, what better way than doing that here today?
2: We're speaking to Frank Siller, founder of Tunnel to Towers Foundation. He is in D.C. today. They're reading the names of all 7,070 uh, men and women from the arms, armed forces of this country who gave their lives in the war on terror. He's at the Lincoln Memorial. Frank, uh, I know that you're in the uh, the season of hope for your organization and you're continuing with this work. Tell us what is coming up and, and give folks a sense of how they can help, how they can contribute.
5: Well, today also, uh, which I didn't mention I will now, we delivered – 35 mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families today. Uh, because our foundation, our first responsibility is to make sure we never forget and honor the, the sacrifice. That's what we're doing, reading all the names. have to do it. It's it's so important. But also, we want to do good. And by doing good, we take care of these families that paid the ultimate sacrifice. They lost their loved one. They leave young families behind. We delivered 35 mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families today. So we're so proud to do it on on Veterans Day. But it's not over. We have to complete the promise that we made of 200 mortgage-free homes before the end of the year. And we have our season of hope coming up, which will start um, on Thanksgiving and end on uh, New Year's Eve, where we're going to be delivering another 71 uh, mortgage-free homes. Many smart homes to our country's most catastrophically injured service members, to Gold Star families, and to fallen first responder families who die in the line of duty that leave young children behind. So we have uh, a lot of work ahead of us. 200 mortgage-free homes this year. But I I want your listeners to understand we're not done. There's so much more work that has to be done. And we need them to join us on this mission. Go to T2T, that's T, the number 2T, dot org, and donate as little as $11 a month. And, you know, we bring a million people together. We can take care of all these families that are still waiting, not just, you know, what we're doing, 200 homes this year, but all every year going forward because there's that kind of waiting list uh, for the help that they deserve.
3: Frank, thank you for all the work you're doing. Also, thank you to our audience, which has donated over $5 million to Tunnel to Towers Foundation we're proud to be working with you to make such a tremendous difference for so many people out there, so many veterans and their families. Frank, keep up the good work and uh, and keep doing a great job today at the Lincoln Memorial. We appreciate you joining us.
5: Thank you, and God bless all our veterans.
3: Amen. Absolutely. That is Frank Siller, Tunnel to Towers. And, Buck, you know, using the Internet without accessing Express VPNs, like leaving the house without your coat in winter, you're probably fine, it's not really protecting yourself very much from the cold. ExpressVPN virtual private network specifically made to provide you with privacy when you're online. It anonymizes your online searches and communication, hides your online presence from cyber hackers, and helps to make sure that if you're on the same public Wi-Fi, they aren't able to take advantage of you. ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet and it helps to hide all of your searches within that tunnel. It would take a, ta- a hacker with a supercomputer many years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. And, Buck, it's easy to use. How can people get signed up today?
2: You just fire up the ExpressVPN app. You click one button, and you're protected, whether it's on your phone, your laptop, your tablet, whatever you use. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash clay. That's Express. VPN.com slash Clay. You can get an extra three months free on a one year package. Just go to this website now, expressvpn.com slash Clay.
6: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
2: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
3: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We'll be talking more about Veterans Day with a wounded warrior, a veteran who'll be joining us here in a few moments uh, to tell us his story. And we'll be talking to U.S. Army Sergeant Rick uh, Yarosh, a veteran recipient of a T2T Taunta Towers Smart Home. I want to hear his story, and and you can hear from somebody who has been directly helped, directly affected by. The Good Work of the Tunnel the Towers Foundation, of course, a sponsor here on this show, one we're honored to be affiliated with. Uh, The military, though, speaking, uh, switching gears for a moment here, is coming under a lot of social justice pressure these days, as you know. There's a lot of experimentation going on by leftists who believe that there should be social engineering within the military. We should be focused on things like. Diversity and inclusion. While China, for example, earlier this week came out, was building out in the desert full scale and mobile replicas of U.S. aircraft carriers because they want to start practicing the usage of anti ship miss- uh, missiles on moving targets. They get good enough. Remember, if we're going to, let's say, intervene in a situation where China militarily goes after Taiwan, which I think is still. It's, there's a lot of open questions about one, will they do it, and two, what would we do if they did? But assuming U.S. military intervention, it would be first and foremost a naval uh, a naval intervention. You'd have our carrier group, you'd have surface uh, surface uh, craft that would deploy, and so anti ship missil- missiles are a serious threat to them. And if the Chinese get long enough range missiles and get good enough at firing them and evading. Countermeasures, We could be in for a really rough situation. And here's Mike Pompeo, former director of the CIA, former secretary of state under Trump, warning everybody that our focus these days sometimes for uh, active duty from the Pentagon planning perspective is not where it needs to be
1: it's more than embarrassing on the world stage. The our adversaries watch that and see weakness they see people who aren't serious they see people who aren't determined precisely the opposite of what we did for four years it feels a lot more like the carter administration in terms of how they they view America as a a danger to the world and apologize everywhere they go. Uh, we, we need to get serious. You, you just trip through uh, the Russians, the Chinese, uh, the North Koreans, the Iranians. You just trip through all of our adversaries. These adversaries can see that we're focused on diversity inclusion in our military. We're focused on trying to fly our jets with green energy. And they're focused on how to build out a military that can undo our republic. Uh, we need an administration that is serious about putting America first, not America last, as they seem to have done. Prioritizing climate change as America's most significant national th- security threat is an enormous mistake.
3: It's, it's crazy,
2: Clay. It's frankly crazy.
3: W- yeah, there's no doubt. And this is what I always say. Wokeness is a luxury of freedom. You can be offended by comedians and the jokes that they make. You can be upset with word choice. You can be focused on your military needing to be diverse and inclusive when you aren't worried about getting your ass kicked or you aren't worried about whether or not you're going to be able to find food to put on the table. What most of the woke universe, which are communists, don't recognize is capitalism has given them the luxury to be woke. Wokeness is one of the most premier luxuries that exists In the world because it presupposes that things that are actually dangerous, by and large, are taken care of. And it is why it's so infuriating in general to see this virus attaching itself to all American cultural institutions. And it ties back in with what I was saying earlier, Buck. The mantra of many of these groups should be to do less. Don't respond to these woke terrorists and accede to their demands, ignore them in an effort to delegitimize them instead of interacting with them and allowing them to dictate, as too often happens, American policy. Only 25% or so of people are active on Twitter in the United States. That's one in four. And only about 10% of that 25%, that's one in 50, actually regularly post. So we're letting a tiny subset of America dictate our policy and that policy is actually going to put us at risk against our adversaries who are going to take advantage of our weaknesses.
2: Well, the people in charge right now, I mean, it's not just the the Twitterati, the actual decision listening makers, to the, 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 the commander in chief. They believe this stuff. I mean, they think that it is essential for the military to confront
3: climate change. As the and, Do you and think Brock, they be, It's a good question. Do you think they believe it or do you think they're afraid they'll lose their jobs if they don't say they believe it? I go it? back and forth. It, it it's
2: yeah. very much for me like what you have with people that want to mask up their kids is yes. it because they're worried for the kids or is it because they're worried for themselves, you know, as adults that are too, you know, too cowardly to just go about their lives. I think it's a mix. I think there yeah. are some people who really who are do believe believers. that climate change will wipe out the human species. I mean, they live with this Bizarre. I mean, it's, it's really a, a modern day superstition of some kind. It's, it's like a primitive religion, uh, where people used to worship, you know, different parts of the earth, you know, the trees and the rocks and the sky. And instead, it's, they're, they're worshiping Mother Earth here. They're worshiping this notion that we have to save the planet from our CO2 emissions. I mean, for everyone, just remember, you breathe out CO2. I mean, this is, we're, we're actually at a point. We have people that, that think that the basic processes of human respiration are somehow the uh, adding to the the destruction of the planet as a place where we could live. It's insane, but it also shows lack of focus when you're talking about a military and uh, from the Pentagon top brass on down. These can th- these kinds of things can have really severe consequences. I mean, you even go back to the earliest days of, say, the First World War and the French leadership who were very arrogant and and thought that they understood things much better than they did in the world around them. And sent people in large numbers to their deaths with catastrophically bad plans and bad ideas. So when the leadership is going off on tangents about diversity and inclusion and fighting climate change, Clay, we do need to be concerned because we will have to confront another threat as a nation in the future. And it's not going to be climate
3: change. Well, that's why I'm so concerned about Joe Biden in the days and weeks and months ahead. We see him declining on a day-to-day basis. It's not going to get better, and our adversaries are going to take advantage of him. I don't have any doubt.
2: We're going to be talking to veteran uh, U.S. Army Sergeant Rick Yarosh in just a few moments here. If you rely on AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile for your cell phone service, you're paying too much every month, like 50 or 60 bucks too much. Switch to PureTalk Cellular and get their $30 a month plan. Listen to this offer. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data on PureTalk's 5G network. Just $30 a month. PureTalk's on the exact same 5G network, using the same towers as one of those big carriers, but for far less money. In fact, PureTalk saves the average family over $800 a year. And switching is so easy. You can keep your number and your phone. Or if you want, you can use the opportunity with PureTalk to get yourself a new phone and keep your same phone number. This month, get Black Friday prices on new iPhones from PureTalk like the iPhone 12 for just $479. Pure Talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, Pure Talk, you'll save 50% off your first month and save on a new phone. That's pound 250, Pure Talk.
4: Petty Officer 2nd Class, Danny Philip Dietz, Jr., Specialist Jeremiah Joseph DiGiovanni, Lance Corporal Anthony Alejito del Cilio.
3: Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. What you just heard, Tunnel the Towers Foundation reading the 7,070 men and women who have lost their lives in the war on terror. Live Lincoln Memorial starting at 8 a.m. Eastern this morning. We've been certainly honoring veterans all throughout today's program. We're joined now by a man with a very inspiring story who has done and been doing incredible work ever since he came out of the armed forces. He is Richard Yarish, uh, who is a sergeant. Joined the Army in 2004, inspired by the story of a fallen soldier near his hometown of Windsor, New York. And uh, Sergeant uh, Yarish, we really appreciate you joining us here. And I want to let you tell us about a day that your life changed forever when you were part of a military mission in Iraq on September 1st of 2006. And thank you in advance for your service. Well,
4: thank you very much. It's an honor to uh, be with you today. Um, It's a special day, that's for sure, Uh, getting to read some of these names and uh, getting to really let people hear the names of uh, some of the most important Americans uh, that we'll ever know. So, um, gosh, it's been 15 years. It's hard to believe it's been 15 years. It's September 1st, 2006, uh, when I was on patrol in Iraq, Um, the day of infamy, but it's also the day I say that's the best day of my life because it led me to amazing places. Um, But that day, my vehicle, Bradley Fighting Vehicle that I was riding in, I was gunning was hit with an IED, and uh, the IED went through the bottom of the vehicle into the turret where I was sitting, and also in the turret is where we have our fuel tank. So the IED hit the fuel tank covering me, my two buddies who were in the vehicle with me, uh, and the vehicle and fuel, and instantly uh, we were on fire. Now, I, I knew I had to get out of the vehicle, find any chance to survive. That was the first thing I had to do, and climbed out through the top. Uh, once I got to the top, then I knew I had to get to the ground, and the problem was I had to jump because I had no other time. I didn't have time to climb down. I had to jump, and it's about 10 feet off of the ground. So when I jumped and I landed, I couldn't brace myself for the landing because of the smoke and the fire, so I couldn't see the ground. So when I landed, I broke my leg, and I actually severed an artery in my leg, and when I was in the hospital, they amputated my right leg uh, below the knee. Then I rolled into a canal that I had no idea was there, but the canal had just enough water in it to put the fire out. Eventually, a couple of my friends found me, carried me up to the top of the canal. And about a half hour later, the helicopters got there, took me and my two buddies to the hospital. And uh, that helicopter ride was unfortunately the last time that I ever saw and talked to uh, my good buddy, Sergeant Luis Montez, ever again. And I was honored to be able to read his name today. And it's a name I say every single day of my life. But I was honored to read it in front of a a whole uh, big group of people today.
2: Sergeant Yarosh, uh, it's Buck. I I want to know if you would just tell us then about um, your road to recovery and and what happened when you came back stateside and and how you went from dealing with this uh, obviously incredibly traumatic incident in combat to now being somebody who goes around the country and and speaks and and inspires others.
4: Yeah, sure. And, um, you know, in the beginning – it didn't start like that. I wasn't inspiring anyone. I wasn't inspiring myself. I was a mess. Uh, I ended up being in the hospital for six months. And then when I, got, when I got out of the hospital, I didn't even know if I wanted to leave the hospital. Because um, when I was in my hospital room and people came into my room, no one was surprised by what they saw. Because they saw me every day. My doctors, my nurses, my family, uh, visitors who had been there many times. But now I was about to leave that. And I am burned 60% of my body. My face has uh, been totally reconstructed. Half of my nose is gone. I have My ears are gone. Uh, my lips are different. Half of my hair is gone. Uh, my face is totally burned. And when I left the hospital, it was very obvious that people were noticing. I mean, they honestly would have had to been blind to not. And it was tough for me, especially with children, because, you know, I came home to a grateful nation, and adults were hoping, waiting for me with open arms. But children did not see that. They saw me as a scary monster. And uh, I had a day where my life was changed forever in the sense that I was shown acceptance from a little kid. I was in a restaurant, and this uh, little girl was sitting with her family across from me, staring at me, afraid. I could tell she was afraid. And her grandfather was sitting with her. And he was probably military being in San Antonio, and he probably recognized that I was. But he leaned down to her and quietly said, go say hi to him. And she didn't want to come over to me. She was too afraid. So he said it again, go say hi to him. And this time she did start to come over. Uh, She got halfway over as nicely as I could say to her. I said, hey, how you doing? But when I said that, she stopped dead in her tracks again, like she saw a monster. And she turned around. She ran back to her grandpa as fast as she could. And really in that moment, it was just like, you have to get used to this, Rick. This is the way your life will always be. You're always going to look different. And that's how I felt. That little girl, she got back to her grandpa and she said, grandpa, He's really nice. That's not what I thought she was going to say. But I'm telling you right now, that five-year-old, six-year-old little girl, I was a 25-year-old soldier, wounded soldier, and she fixed a lot of those wounds that day. She fixed a lot of those things. She gave me courage and confidence to go out and be able to tell my story. And now I go into elementary school, and I have no problem talking to those kids, really because of one situation in my life that changed my life forever. But now I get the opportunity go all over the country and speak to students mostly um about hope and hopelessness and i know a lot about those things and uh they've changed my life in a very very positive way
3: sergeant what has tunnel to towers done for you this audience has donated over five million dollars to tunnel to towers what have they done the organization for you and what have you seen them doing for others
4: i mean other than change my life that's, that's the question. I mean, they've changed my life. So not only has Tunnel to Towers changed my life, but the people that have donated that $5 million has changed my life. They built me a home. They built me a home that was easy for me to live in. And that's a lot to say because it's not easy for me to live in certain spaces. Um, if I go to a hotel, even if it's handicap accessible, it wasn't built for me. It's hard to get around in. But I was able to have a home that I feel extremely comfortable in and that my family feels extremely comfortable in. This is the most important thing to me, having my family feel comfortable, having my family feel safe. That's what Tunnel to Powers has done for me. They've changed my life. And not only did they build me a home, but when I got involved with the organization, my family grew big time. My family grew by 100 people that were in this organization, because whenever I need something or if I need help with something or if I need someone to talk to, they would pick up the phone any time of the day and help me out.
2: U.S. Army Sergeant Rick Yarish, Uh, sir, thank you for your service, your sacrifice, and your courage. We greatly appreciate it. We thank you for being with us here today on the show.
4: Thank you very much. It's an honor to be with you.
2: You've heard so many good stories today of the work of the Talented Towers Foundation From their chairman, Frank Siller, and and soldiers they're looking after, like Rick. The good work they're doing each day is made possible by donations from you in this audience and so many Americans who feel compelled to help the families of our first responders and our soldiers and their families. Choosing to share just $11 a month to Tonta Towers Foundation is making all the difference. This is an organization that's able to provide 200 mortgage-free homes to the families of soldiers and first responders who need the security of a smart home. Like today's recognition of our fallen soldiers in the war on terrorism, Tunnel to Towers Foundation is dedicated to doing good. Help them continue to do that.
3: Don't. And how do you do it? By donating just $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
2: That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to PureTalk so you can afford to travel this summer.
0: HealthLock has helped its members save over a hundred and thirty million dollars. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough to save. Visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com.
2: Welcome back to the Clay Travis Buck Show. We're closing it out here today. Appreciate you being with us as always. Want to spend. A really good portion of this hour on just reflecting on veterans, their sacrifice. Thank you to all the veterans across the country. Uh, Clay and I know we have a, a huge, one of the great honors of this role of being here on the EIB with you day in and day out is how many veterans and uh, families of veterans, we know they're in the fight too in their own way, uh, who join us every day and listen, as well as active duty military. I always love it when I go, Clay, and give a speech somewhere or something and you know, some guy who's... Uh, you know, special forces comes up, or somebody who's you know a submariner. Whatever we got, people from all over, you know, active duty military, uh, who listen to the show, and it's we're on. It's a, it's a great honor, it really is. And the fact that you trust us with your time and to tell you what's true and to share your love of this country in our own way is really meaningful to all of us. Uh, if you want more information on Tunnel to Towers, and also what that what a smart home really looks like, if you're thinking about donating that $11 a month or, or more, and we really do encourage you if you have it, I know times are tight right now, but if you have it, $11 a month at uh, t2t.org, you can see at clayandbuck.com what one of these smart homes looks like and get a better sense of how much that can make a huge difference in the lives of those who have paid a tremendous price already for this country uh, and and their families. Um, uh, Clay, I, I think we're going to continue to have to look at the Biden administration response here to some of the problems in the country. First of all, I've got I told Clay in the break, Twitter is now throttling me. So you can't like or respond to or do anything to a tweet I put out. I just want everyone to know you've heard so many people here talking about about uh, on this show, including doctors, about how cloth masks don't do anything. So I shared earlier today, it's stunning. There are still so many people walking around with cloth masks on as though it will protect anyone from covid. We're in the era of iPhones and SpaceX, but millions still obey mask superstition like medieval peasants terrified of the number 13, which, you know, I'm obviously having a little fun with it, too. But it is true. And now you can't like it. Your Twitter is saying this is misleading and they have a a warning on my tweet and all this other stuff. If all these people, Clay, in my thread, look at this. The studies have proven the studies have proven they absolutely have not. I, I, I will die on this hill if need be. They are wrong. There is no study that proves this. Cloth masks are a waste of everyone's time. It is about compliance. They, they, they can drag me off to the gulag. I'm not backing down off of this
3: one. Nothing that we have done has substantially changed COVID in this country. In fact, you can argue that all we've done is prolong it. Just looking during the break, Buck, I was just talking with you. Maine is about to set a hospitalization record for Covid. Maine has a hundred percent of people sixty five and up vaccinated. The state of Maine, Vermont, New Mexico, these are some of the states that have been the most proactive in embracing masks, vaccine mandates, uh, in social distancing. All of those things have failed and increasingly the vaccines are becoming readily apparent that they do not, do not provide very substantial protection from getting COVID for very long at all. And that is why I'm afraid that we are headed for a really tough winter when it comes to COVID because so many people out there have convinced themselves that we aren't.
2: There's also a a data point that I would like to chase down a little bit more because we do like to base what we talk about here in the numbers and in reality. And that is, I wonder, they keep saying, well, it prevents hospitalization and death. That's the that's the final, if you will, the, the the final pitch in favor of the vaccine. They do. It does not reliably protect getting infected and spreading the virus to other people. It does not reliably protect from that. We know that that is a fact. They've had to admit that. Okay, that's done. But now they say, oh, well, with boosters and, you know, it'll it'll prevent you from going to the hospital or dying. I want to know what the numbers are of those who have, you know, that they need to disaggregate natural immunity and vaccination from just vaccination, because I think that would be very instructive. Right. I think there are a lot of people who may think, oh, I got a mild case of covid because I got the vaccine. OK, maybe. But also, what about the people that already had the virus who have natural immunity like you and me who have natural antibodies? and have the vaccine on top of that, what's really protecting them at this point? Over 150 million Americans easily have gotten COVID, right? And that's natural immunity-based, never mind the vaccines on top of that. So there's a lot of factors here, folks, but something's not right. Something's not adding up.
3: Well, we had Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin on, and he said that in the last month in England, 78% of the people who are dying are double vaccinated for COVID. That's ominous. And that would suggest, again, we talked about it earlier in the show, Buck, Germany just hit a new high. Looking at what's going on in many of these European countries uh, that often have high vaccine rates is not making me very comfortable that we're not going to get really bad again in terms of cases this winter. And I think everyone, you know, you, you get on edge a little bit here when you
2: see things like Berlin right now is barring unvaccinated people from even entering restaurants, bars, sports halls, hairdressers. You know, so this is now you're not allowed to enter if you're unvaccinated. You got the same thing here in New York City. You're going to see more of this where they just go with more and more extreme restrictions that somehow, Clay, when the restriction doesn't work, the answer is always more of it and more similar to it. It's never maybe we need to rethink our posture here.
3: Well, somebody's got to be to blame. And what the Biden administration has been trying to blame for a long time is, oh, these unvaccinated people, if they would just get vaccinated. And that's why I'm sharing the data from Vermont and Maine, because basically I think it's 92% of adults in Vermont are vaccinated. If you're still setting all time COVID records in Vermont, Despite the fact for cases, despite the fact that 92% of people are vaccinated, then you can't vaccinate your way out of COVID. It's not happening, not at least with these vaccines. Think
2: also of how much more clear the messaging could have been and should have been all along here. The reality is that if you're being honest about these vaccines, that since they do not stop transmission, they do not stop infection. If you're being honest, what are they, what are they most, if they're useful for something, what are they useful for? protecting those at high risk from going to the hospital clay let's just think for a second if instead of the idea that we were going to somehow get a hundred percent of america which really now is what the expectation has turned into right five-year-olds everybody 20-year-olds professional athletes if instead of the fauciites running around like lunatics thinking that everyone's going to get the shot what if everyone had just agreed hey you know what we need to get Every single senior citizen in America, 100 percent of them vaccinated. And what would the hospitalization and death rate from covid be then? Right. That's uh, essentially an extension of the Great Barrington Declaration's focused protection approach. But using vaccines instead of just when they came out, they were talking about the general mitigation measures focused only on the elderly. That's what should have been done. Instead, they're putting the shots in five year olds.
3: Yeah. And remember, Dr. McCary McCary said yesterday That strong chance, fifty to sixty percent of your five to eleven year olds have already had COVID, even if they didn't test positive for it. That's what the overall incidence rate would be likely to suggest. We've got a loaded show, by the way, for everybody tomorrow as well. We appreciate all the veterans. We appreciate all of you spending your Veterans Day with us. We got Morgan Ortega's is going to be with us, right, to go after Adam Schiff and explain why she eviscerated him on The View uh, over the still dossier. Plus, who else, Buck?
2: Journalist Selena Zito, perhaps best known for saying people in the media didn't take Trump seriously but took him literally, and they should have taken him uh, seriously and not literally. But anyway, Selena Zito is going to talk to us about Biden's unpopularity in a lot of places across America, what it means for the upcoming elections in the midterms. Stacked Friday show coming your way. Thanks for being with us, and thank you all the veterans out
3: there. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation.
2: The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and a Homeless Veteran programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families.
3: The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow and never forget.
2: More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. the number two, t, dot org. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you.
3: Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. Savings for those who serve.